0: Following Willie more and more, I'm back in the NRL, There's Willie may have forgotten how big Willie actually is.
1: Perhaps the presence of Willie, and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a
2: 25 minute man. Oh, you got skill, son.
0: Uppercut right hand by big Willie. Too
2: fancy for that.
0: Welcome to episode seven, it's on the top there, episode number seven of The Take, with Willie and Ian, I am joined as always by, well, it's a very special day tomorrow, William.
2: Yeah, it is, it's actually, isn't it? It's yeah. a very special
0: day. William Marshall Mason turns 41 years old. Hooray! <laughs> Happy birthday, Will. Thank you, mate. When Thank this you. comes out, you'll be 41 yeah, years old. you 41, I know.
2: Last year, this time last year, remember, we couldn't do anything. No,
0: we're going to make up for Lockdown, a Saturday. Lockdown, yeah, so we'll make make up Saturday will be all right. The show and your birthday are proudly brought to us by Mm bettingsite.com.au. Bet right at betting site. There you go, Greg. (laughs) Uh, And now, Will, actually, the weekend was good. Tell me about your weekend because you and Willie Tonga have had um, a little trip. Tell everyone about the trip.
2: Yeah, um, so Willie Tonga's been doing some work with Deadly Choices up in Queensland and I'm an ambassador for Deadly Choices in New South Wales now. Um, and this wasn't off Deadly Choice but we sort of got the idea because they go out to all these all the communities in pretty much the eastern seaboard of, um, of Australia anyway he invited me about oh, I think about a month ago he goes do you want to come to Gundawindi and I've never been out that way he goes, come out and we, we're going to raise money for, for the community out there, have a talk to all the elders and, and everybody out and go Windy, do a golf day, all that kind of stuff. So really just be in the community for about, you know, two or three days, which was, which is, it was an eye-opener. It's a, it's a bit different while you're playing. You don't really, you know, like when you, you sort of have to go to these places. When you're with New South Wales uh, in Australia, club teams, you sort of get sent out into the bush and all that kind of stuff, but it's not really on your watch. Yeah. It's a little bit different when you actually want to be out there and talk to the community and get a feel for what's going on, on, the, on the, in the streets out there about Rugby League, about the Indigenous players and, and anybody who moves from the country to, to the city. And, you know, we held a Q&A. It wasn't really a Q&A. It was just um, us talking about, you know, our, our journey and everything, like that. and then I end up talking, uh, end up being about a QA for, for about three hours, talking to the, all the elders in the town, and just, you know, they had a heap of questions. You know, I don't think anybody out, anybody has been out there that's high profile, you know, um, in the last five to 10 years. I think, I don't think many people have been out there just to talk to these people. So, mate, I had a really, really good time. It's a bit different from when you're going out to the country and, you're pretty much just on the piss the whole time, you know. There was we had a few few um, beers while playing golf, which is about it. But we, were, you know, the uh, the conversations that we were having with with some of the people was was very enlightening and just a bit surreal too. You know how you know how they're living out there. We're at Um, Tumila. Remember the great uh Ewan McGrady's from there. Yeah, So yeah, we're out yeah. in the mission there on um on Sunday morning. It was just you know. It was it was just surreal and just you know really have a lot of gratitude. I Always have gratitude for our you know position that I'm in and and the life that I I live and you know living in Sydney and you know how you know roof over your head and food and friends and all that kind of stuff we just take for granted out there. Totally different man. You see these young kids and you just look and go, you know what sort of you know hope do they have of getting out of this place and and going with Willie Tonga. People don't probably realise that he's from Cherbourg, which is a which is a mission in uh, about two hours west of of Brisbane. So he's from that. And he was just that 0.1% that made it. He's the first guy. He was the first Aboriginal kid to come out of Sherberg, play for Australia, you know, win grand finals, win Origin. So this kid's got, he's got, you know, Tong's got such a beautiful story to tell. And now he really, he probably lost his, you know, his, his touch of being in the community and stuff like that Cause he left there he was 17. He come down to, um, to Parramatta as a young kid, you know, now he's finally finding himself again back there. And, um, you know, we'll be doing that a fair bit this year. Tong is a great he's man. He's a great and, person. And
0: the Deadly Choices is a
2: wonderful initiative. But we were doing this just, um, you know, he's Uncle Goma. He's he's an elder himself. So we're we'll going out there just because he asked us to go out there. We went out there and just – it's different when you're not on – On someone else's watch When you want to go out there And you actually want to do it And you go out there And you talk to people There's no one's telling you What to do and when to do it And all this kind of stuff Wearing their shirts And all that kind of stuff It's okay when you're working For Daily Choices And and for clubs, NRL But when you're just going out there Just because you want to be out there It's a different sort of feeling So um, Hello to everybody Out at Gundawindi The Gundawindi Balls out there So that's their local Rugby league team They love rugby league They love Queensland obviously There was a pub called The Great Queenslander And yeah I didn't even walk into the joint (laughs) No, they <laughs> but, like you up there. No, it was, it was. It was a great experience and I can't wait to get out there a, a bit more.
0: You're a good man, William. And, and for those people who don't know how much work Will does in the community, that's just a little snippet of the amount of st- time that he gives to people. Yep. Um, anyway, the other thing that's been very exciting for us is now we're journalists. I'm still waiting for some sort of press pass or something, <laughs> free box or some sort of party pie at a football game or something. But we've just broken a story uh, West's Tigers will be honouring Tommy Radonikus, Uh in Magic Round. They will be pulling out the old West Magpies jersey, I haven't seen that famous for a while, black and white jersey, yeah. and uh, and they'll be auctioning that off at Magic after the end of Magic Round. They'll be auctioning those jerseys off for charity, so that's great. Uh, and so charity. apparently,
2: in the fine print, that you just have to go out there and punch a piss out of someone, you have to, and that's drink about rule. and drink about forty cans after it. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what do
0: you what do you reckon? I reckon the whole thing with Tommy Radonikas at the moment, and you know they're they're going to do a big farewell for him at the at the cricket ground. They've announced that, and you look at the modern era and how much time has changed. If if Tom Radonikas lived in the modern era, he he, he smoked darts, he he drank a heap of piss, he he swore like a trooper. You know, he he started fights in games. The cattle dog, you know. <laughs> You look at now, he wouldn't last five minutes, but we're all sort of sitting here saying how great it was. Yeah. Maybe
2: and we, like, there... well, we, should, what we I think we had this conversation before, like, you know, the Toby Rudolph comment a couple of weeks ago, which is everyone up in arms about it. That's the worst thing. Respect this and all, you know, we shouldn't be saying this and that. You know, like Tommy was just one of those... That was the 70s and 80s, I think. You had a lot of characters. Yeah, the game was still a lot of characters, probably till about 10 years ago, Till a lot of a lot of pressure started coming. Society changes, so players just had to change accordingly. Otherwise, you'll be ostracised and probably out of the game. So, um, yeah, Tommy was... Tommy and those... That, the stories that I hear about the 70, 60s, 70s and 80s, even the 90s to an, an extent, mate, she was wild times, man, but the game wasn't professional. Yeah. You know, um, it, w- it was like that. It was... I think I was talking to a couple of uh, – when I was up in Gundawindi, they were, um, they were trying to get to, you know, the ind- how Indigenous players are treated and, and the mentorships that we went through and all that kind of stuff. And I said, look, I don't think people really understand. Back So the game only turned professionally in 96, 97, didn't it? And I turned professionally in 98, 99, 2000. Like, so for me to mentor these young kids – all I know is about being a professional player. So my whole career was professional. But the guys I looked up for, Bradley Clyde and just say Ray Price, all these guys, that are on it, they had jobs. Yeah. You know, they had jobs and everything like that. So they they couldn't teach us how to be pros. I keep trying to tell these uh, tell the people who I talk to and mentor right now, I didn't have someone like me coming and telling you how it is because they didn't know how how it was. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's hard to say that. So all I know is how to be a pro. And I think we've got a really big, um, you know, a really big, uh, ownership on us there's a big ownership on on the players that have been through it in the last 20 years we can help these young kids because we can tell you how things are going to be you know what i mean like in different stages of your career of your career the setbacks and everything like we can tell you exactly how it is how to be a professional and and all the ebbs and flows into being a rugby league player so that's why we just got to be we've got a big responsibility our era you know, because we come through the other end and we can tell these kids how to be pros.
0: I could mentor people about how to not be professional and not go anywhere in your career. That would be something. Well, there's the other side of the coin, isn't the there? On the other side of the you know, coin. So that's
2: where, I, that's where we, we we didn't get told anything and how to act. You know what I mean? It was like sink or swim, get down to Sydney and just like do your best. Try your mm. best to be a professional player. And we're very successful. It's only like a point. It's 1% of us that do that. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, guys like myself and Minicello and all these guys that have come through – through the other end like Mick Crocker and Craig Fitzgibbon and all those kind of guys like all we know is how to be a pro and that's why we got to we got to educate these kids it's so important
0: well speaking about being a pro the Canberra Penrith game which was a good game of footy I think Canberra were unlucky great game the 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 talking point now seemingly from that game is Penrith there's no question Penrith are cocky I I guess cocky is a way to describe it it's there was a little incident where Joe Tarpany was looking to come on the field and Penrith scored a try in the corner and Crichton sort of grabbed him and then there was a little bit of a hoo-ha there and I think the Raiders trainer got fined today or something. But um, do you like the fact that Penrith – is it arrogance? Is it
2: confidence?
0: Is it – where does
2: the line draw? It's a lot of niggle. And I think – I mean, I'm not condoning – the, the, the fight game back when, You know Five years ago Even you Acting like we, we talk like this or Like it was 20 years ago You know 2014 that rule come in It's the, It's the niggles in it You know Like you could sort that shit out In the first 10 minutes And there will not be any niggling You know what I mean Then you got I think Liam Martin was coming on I watched that whole game uh, Jordan Rapana was into people You know mm. When Canberra on top He's he's a winger And he niggles The hell out of everyone Front rolls He talks shit to everybody and then the sh- then it got flipped because P- Pendrell started getting on top. Then Liam Martin started like him him and Lee uh, uh, Kickow and all these sort of blokes. You can see in the in the tackles it was like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on in tackles because if you rewind the if you rewind it ten years ago if you're putting all that sort of niggle into a person when he's on the ground you're pretty much saying to that dude when we get up we're going to fight yeah that's the sort of bullshit that's happening now and you get up and that dude cannot do a thing yeah it could be a halfback into you like that. Uh, I think Flanagan last week, when oh, I think I talked about last week when he did that to Cody Walker. Yeah. you got to understand, these guys are fiery dudes. You know what I mean? Like This is an aggressive, aggressive game, and, it's, and, it's, and it boils over sometimes. The niggling, and they know the repercussions. I mean, I can just think, like, just the amount of niggles you can do on the ground in, in a, when you're in a tackle, and that dude cannot get up and do anything. It's going to take its toll. Who was Someone's going to lose their shit. Who and was I,
0: the most niggly player when you were around? I'm I mean, not sure. They, I mean, there was a lot of niggles, it. but
2: I'm just saying, when I watch the game now, if you if you, if you niggle like that, that means you want to get up and have a crack. But yeah. these players know because if that guy hits me, I'm going, to, I'm going to try my best. So I'm going to try my best to annoy the fucking shit out of that blow. If he gets up, swings a punch, he's getting sent off. Yeah. So don't think people aren't thinking like that because yeah. there's no repercussions to your actions. So Penrith times that by 10 because everybody, they seem like they, they get along so good. They all back each other up. They're a good team, and it sucks when you get beat out at Penrith. You know what I mean? Like, it's a a Saturday night or Friday night, whatever game it was. You know, the pushing and shoving after, like, you know, just little things like if someone drops a ball, the the tapping on the back of the head, which is the most fucking demeaning thing I can see in a game. It's terrible. Um, You know, shaking of the head when someone's dropping the ball, the amount of shit talk, the throwing, you know, like just these little niggles that I pick up on, I'm like, damn, that would just – and these guys, you know – they want to do that. They're so amped up. Plus, you're getting beat. You're so passionate. You just want to fucking kill someone. Trust me, I can see it in these forwards' eyes. They just like they want to lose their shit. Joe Tarpney's a fiery dude. Yeah, yeah, he wants he wants that smoke. You know what I mean? And then he was just standing there, mind his own business. Crichton comes along. Sort of, I don't think he really meant anything. Sort of, sort of just touching while he was celebrating. He sort of kicks up a stink. Tyron Tyrone Mays pulling his jersey back. Like fucking, just don't do that. You know what I mean. And then say, what do you think that's going to happen? You know what mm. I mean. And then that was because Jared Croker missed like um, was involved in that try. He he missed that try. I mean, miss, he was involved in that try, missing a tackle or some shit like that. And then Liam Martin comes running past, sort of elbows him a little bit. Croker's like, what are you fucking doing, mate? He pushes him, and then Croker pushes him. What do you expect everything to do? It's just it's going to erupt. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It just it's just petty. I don't care the way Penrith are playing. I don't mind it. If you're winning, you can say what the fuck you want. You can act how you want because I understand exactly what they're doing. I, would, I was like that. I wouldn't niggle because if I knew if I niggled, I would, I would be fighting you. be on. Yeah. It'd be on. So you, you'd cut all that shit out if you're going to get a punch in the mouth. Mm. There's no repercussions, so you just have to put up with it. We made those rules. Let's not whinge about it because these players are just going to take it.
0: Do you reckon Penrith – are going so well that, like, they're going to have a target put on them. If they carry on like that, then they just don't care. But what are you going to do? Like,
2: what are you going to do? You can carry on as much as you want. There is nothing you can do. That team is a bunch of animals. They're physically good. They're mentally good. They're well coached. Good luck. You can actually throw a good team off back in the day because you'd start a fight.
0: Yeah.
2: It's like, you know what I mean? Like, all right, what am I going to do? I'd, I'd grab their toughest player, guys like Ogre and Roy and Sonny and all those, that you're going to take care of business. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd, you'd go out of your way to try and put them off. You can't put teams off. Mm. They're front runners, man, and they're a good team and they stick up for each other. And that's what all good teams do. Penrith are a good side. They rattled Canberra. They rattled him. You know, so the, niggle's gonna, the niggle is just going to keep on going. Yeah. It's not because the rules are you're not allowed to fight. Simple. Well, with – I mean, the HIA rules, and I think um, –
0: you know, one of one of the good things about doing this podcast, I guess, is when we talk about stuff that matters to us and, you know, things that we want to talk about and, and when it resonates with people and, and I think a thing that we did last week about players not being looked after, you know, after the game and sort of a lot of ex players have, have mm. got involved and Ren and Tong, you know, and a few others have, have have, you know, retweeted or whatever it's called. But with the HIA rule specifically, Nicole that when he went off that was the end of that game that was yep. that was pretty much game over for Canberra. now kick wasn't penalized he wasn't sent off so he, they couldn't replace him yep. even if they could to be fair then they would have put on the 18th man who wasn't going to play fullback mm-hmm. so it wouldn't have changed the outcome of the game you've had a bit of an idea were you yeah You're i mean a bit i'll, of an I'll ideas, go back man. to that
2: it was 6-0 like penrith 6-0 kicko comes down there bang he hits Clockstat in the, in, the, in, the, in the back of the head. Rattles him. He goes off. That was probably about, I think, 15 minutes ago, maybe 15, 16 minutes ago in the first half. And then next minute, you've got to have a whole shuffle. Rapana never plays full. He's played five. He's played over 140 games. He's played five, five times at fullback. He was you know having I mean? a big
0: chunder too. And he, had, he was having trouble. a red hot crack.
2: Yeah. Um, so it took him out of the game. Elliot Whitehead, back row has to play left centre. Croquet never plays wing, plays wing. What do they do? Straight down their, straight down their left edge, Crichton gets the ball. One-on-one with Elliott. Schools him, little giddly flick, kid in the corner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Change the game. Change the momentum straight away. They knew we're gonna kick to Rapana, we're gonna attack down their their left edge all game. And so mm. It changed the whole dynamics of the game. So I think, you know, with with that rule, I'm like, you know what? They should, with this 18th man rule. That would that, that didn't get um, they, they couldn't do anything because didn't of help
0: Canberra at all. Yeah, no, it was a work. It ruined the game. It, then yeah.
2: Canberra was blown out, so it takes its toll on the middles and everything like that because they have to work extra hard. Elliot, Elliot Whiteheads has to push out one more meter. It takes its toll. So that that's what happened on that. And the eighteenth man couldn't come on because Kickout didn't get sin bin or sent off. Yeah. So I'm thinking you do war So every every game now you warm 21 players up. So one to one to 21. You play 17, there's four there, just doing nothing. I think to solve a lot of these problems, you can you should be able to... Like it was back in the old days. Remember they used to stack benches? People used to play reserve grade and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, they were not going to be playing. So you're warm and 21 plays up. Have all those guys on the bench ready to go. Doesn't change the interchange. You still get... You still get the eight get four, interchanges. Four, you still get... Four
0: people only. You total. can only
2: use four, yeah. but the coach has to select it throughout. Mm. And I just think it would be a lot easier... If they did something like that.
0: Well, Canberra, there's no question. Even if, like, the thing is, if the 18th man, when we were talking about this during the round, like, because it was obviously the first round it happened. So the Broncos' 18th man was Ethan Bullimore. Now, at what point do you need Ethan Bullimore to come on? He's not, like, he's a good footballer, but he's not going to change a game. So if you then have a bench that's stacked with eight blokes and you've got positions covered, so position specific, even if Canberra could have put the 18th man on to replace yeah it wouldn't the have made a difference wouldn't have made a difference no. because they still would have had those shifts but if you've got those blokes and you've got position specific all of a sudden it even's the game up doesn't it
2: yeah it does i mean i'm not going to take full credit for it because i was with luke lewis out at new south wales rugby league today with deadly choices and we were just talking about the hia system and we both sort of like we're just we're just talking about it and like we just sort of come up with this idea and it just, I think it just—I think it works. Mm. You know, enough of this, you know, the kid has to be an up-and-coming player, all this shit. He has to be knocked out. or I mean, the guy has to be sent off 10 minutes in the bin. No, if you lose that player, you've got all these other kids to select. You still only get eight, eight interchanges. You just have more kids to select. And you're probably going to select a little bit carefuler. And I think carefler? as well. Is that a word? Care, no, it's not. Carefully Ella.
0: It's your birthday almost. So <laughs> it's, you can call it your birthday word. So the, then the thing with that is if just say – because that obviously opens it up that people would be able to rod it more because they you know have pretend head knocks or whatever. But if you then say, all right, if you go off with a head knock and an HIA and you can't come back and you get replaced, well, it's an automatic one or two weeks off.
2: Yeah, I think it should be.
0: That way if you're then, getting that,
2: Yeah, I think there should be rules with the NRL, with the HIA. It should be a mandatory – if you're getting knocked out, like some of these kids, I was thinking the last couple of weeks that have been absolutely flogged, they they, they pass their HIA protocols – they're allowed to play the next week. I'm totally against that. You get knocked out in a boxing match. I think it's three to six weeks minimum that you're out. And I've seen these kids cop some severe head knocks. Jake Friend, for instance, if he had to pass his HIA protocols, rega- I mean, just say he wasn't, he, he hadn't hadn't retired. had 19 um, concussions beforehand, he passes that, he's allowed to play. Yeah, and I'm totally against it. Always have been. I just think it should be three weeks minimum, and then that'll stop. All the you know, all the so called, I think people will take advantage of it. Mm. You know what I mean? You're no taking advantage of now. You got your people to select from. You only choose eight. And I just think it'd be because you're warming up twenty-one players anyway. You're warming yeah. them up. It's not like you, the old days when you played reserve grade and you end up, pick, you know, there's about ten players on the bench, all that kind of stuff. You're and, only going to pick four. You only pick four anyway. Rugby union
0: does the same thing. They have got eight bench, and they, and now in the game itself, that bench becomes. Like Michael Checker called them the finishers, so you'd have those eight blokes as part of the side. So if you've got eight, but you can only use four, it just—I just think it evens a game. I, you know, I don't normally. So I come
2: up, I pretty much solved the problem, Villandi. So um, yeah, I just think Luke Lewis and myself later.
0: I genuinely—I know you're
2: a big fan of the show, so you're probably watching it. Probably it'll probably be implemented by round seven.
0: I just genuinely can't believe you've had a good idea. It's one of the hey, this
2: brain is non-stop. Yeah, All okay. right, there you um, go. I'll tell you. Thank you.
0: Uh, for those that are listening, we just got another beer. So John Morris, uh, uh, speaking of big brains, I don't know what to make of this. It's it's. Uh, I look at clubs. We talked about loyalty last week and we talked about loyalty with players and Adam Reynolds and that sort of thing.
2: John I Morris. Think one, th- one thing I want to say, I mean, I listened to our podcast last week and I was like, you know, like my loyalty was lost and every, like I didn't care about this kind of thing. Don't get it twisted. Once I left, I wasn't loyal to the club. I was 100% loyal to the team I played for and had that much pride in what I did as a player. Otherwise, I wouldn't have played how I did. So, don't you know, some people can misconstrue those words and go, oh, you just fucking left the club and you just chase money. No, nah, I knew that loyalty was out of the game, always looked out for my best interest because I knew there's only one me. You know what I mean? So just don't get it. Don't get all those words out. Take it out of context because every time I wore another jersey... That much pride in myself, and, and you were percent committed the, to that. And jersey. the other players that I ran out with, my commitment was crazy. You know what I mean? So it just wasn't that crazy to the club. Yeah. Couldn't give a shit. Another jersey, another club color, color, whatever. And not even, not even the
0: club will. Like it's not. You're not even talking about the club itself. You're not talking about the Bulldogs jersey. You're talking about the current management of that club.
2: Yeah. So it's basically. Oh yeah. A, so pe- people just get it twisted. They're like, not, oh my god, he doesn't like the club. Yeah. You love the Bulldogs. I love the Bulldogs. I love, yeah. The CEO
0: at the time. I don't like
2: the CEO. I never liked Malcolm, no. I still don't. There we go. We're we're going to just use the name.
0: Anyway, let's go back to John Morris. So explain to me, if you're a Sharks fan, we talk about loyalty, if they have a player that leaves mid-season or whatever and, oh, he's leaving, he's got no loyalty, what about a club that genuinely knifes, like literally from from Monday to Wednesday – the bloke's got a job, we're not, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then, I oh, know they're going to sign. And then, but he can have the season. And then all of a sudden, he doesn't have a job on a Wednesday. It's it's quite a
2: bizarre week. Just but the way just the way they handled it. Yeah. Could be handled better. Just give, just tell the truth when the media, the media are never wrong. You know, like guys like Danny White they're just nonstop fucking trying to just find stuff. And they're never wrong. I speak to Danny a, a fair bit. He's still a good friend. He's a very good friend of mine. He doesn't get this shit wrong. He knew this two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I just, like, he just could have handled it better. You know, be honest with John Morris. Don't lie. You know, you want some transparency and everything. John Morris is a grown-ass man. He's a father. He's a, he's a coach. He's a lot of things. You know, don't play him like that. You know, I think he deserves a lot more respect than that. The last two years, he's got you to the playoffs. He hasn't had any, any deep runs, but there's a lot of injuries and stuff. He's done a lot better than some of these other coaches that are sitting with jobs right now. Mm. You know, I just don't think he deserved this. Just be transparent with 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 John. Otherwise, this wouldn't have happened. Just tell the truth. Tell the truth. Just re- handled just really poorly. And John Morris deserves better than that. I don't think he's done much wrong at that club. But I don't know that for sure. Yeah. You know, we don't know how senior players are getting along with him. Obviously, you know, some I've heard whispers that, you know, some senior players weren't getting along with him. Do you know what I mean? So, like... He, the way that the media portrays a lot of things, they control the narrative. And John Morris hasn't come out and said a word, so we can't sit there and just speculate on a lot of shit. People just try and fill in the blanks, you know. All I can look at it diplomatically and say, handle it better, Cronulla. This should not have been out like this. Fits you hanged Fitchy out to dry. You know, he's got to go and talk to Nick Politis and make all these things. And You know, like, like, he's done his work. Let's just concentrate on the work that John Morris has done. So he continues to coach for the rest of the year. No, he's gone. So he he said that he's done. Was yeah. that his decision?
0: I think it was the club's decision. So Josh so Hannay said that. Affected
2: immediately he's Effective done. Immediately. Effective immediately. He doesn't deserve that. No. So Josh Hannay. No. Josh, no. Josh Hannay, yeah. I've known yeah. Josh Hannay since I was sixteen. What a great great work, great, great um, accomplishment for him. Is it how does he feel? Like, I mean, he'd
0: feel bad. He would feel would bad.
2: But why can't John Morris finish out the year? It doesn't mean like you bring Fitzy in. Doesn't mean Josh Hannay's going to be there.
0: And my understanding is that he didn't walk. That he just they said you know they're going to pay him out. Obviously, they paid
2: him out every cent.
0: Well, they must have. But I mean, he's the lowest paid like lowest paid coach in the. But there still is. I don't so think
2: he would have walked if they didn't pay him all the no, money. No, he has
0: to get paid. So
2: I just think they handled handled it wrong. And obviously, when they do stuff like this, something else has happened. Well, you know me. what I mean? I'm not just going to look at it and go, "John Morris is coached really well. He's made two two finals runs, and then he's a he's a really good bloke." That's how we all perceive it. But something's happened. Tell me this:
0: Can blokes coach straight out of playing? Because he there was not a huge period of time, and there's been a few that have done it. Nathan Brown did it at St George. Um, Fitler did it when. Or Both about- fails. Both and, fails, yeah, and you can talk with some yeah. conviction. Like you played with Brad Fittler yeah. at rep level, and then you know he's coaching, and, he's, and he did
2: that at the Roosters in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah. I thought Freddie was a great coach, and then like things just get pear shaped after after losing. It was a totally different circumstance, and same as and same as Brandy at, at St George. But I think it would be hard because you know Brandy was playing with. Um, you know Baz and Lance Thompson and Sean Timmins and they went, you know, they went to a grand final together and all this kind of stuff. Same like Fitzy, Fitzy was playing with um, like Fitzy and Mini. Uh, I played with him in a rep at a, at a rep level, but these other guys have gone to war with him week in week out. It's totally different than what I what I did. So that would have been a lot harder for Freddie to coach those blokes, I think. And just, it would have been just, hard for fucking John Morris to coach for Feeder and Gallon and and all these other blokes who they did play football with. So I would not recommend it. There needs to – I
0: think there needs because I, I look at it realistically and you'd probably agree with this. There needs to be a level of respect. Wayne Bennett's the best at it. It's not a friendship where you're going to go and have beers, you know, but there's a level of respect and there is there is a friendship, but it can't be let's go to the pub. Remember when Jason Taylor with um, – I'm yeah, a big dog fucking away
2: or just punch the shit out of yeah, him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> punching down the stairs. Like, that's he shouldn't have been at the thing. You know what I mean? Never. Because you, you have a look at Wayne, guys like
2: Wayne Bennett. He would rock up and just for for the Mad Monday, just to have, keep an eye on everybody, have a bit of fun, go home. Leave it up to the senior players to, to keep control. Yeah, I don't recommend it, man. I mean, like, because especially, like, Brad Fittler has a level of respect that he garners. That he, that he, garners but he earned. That he's earned. Uh, you know what I mean? Like where I respect him so much, he's always like a like a like a legend of the game. So he's probably one of those blokes who can get away with that. Brownie, not a representative foot player. John Morris, not a representative player. So if you've if you've represented at a high level and achieved more than that coach, then there's then there's an ego problem. Mm. You know what I mean? And I don't try and get it twisted, saying like, oh no, it's 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 all that kind. No, you fucking look at that coach going, what the fuck have you done? You know what I mean? Trying to tell me what to do. You know, people, players have egos. And if you're looking at a coach who just, you know, just being a club player, him trying to tell you what to do when you're an Australian representative or a New South Wales representative, they try and think you're taking that all in. Like if Wayne Bennett said that to you or if John Morris said that to you. Who's, you know, or Craig Bellamy. So, but then looking at
0: that, Bellamy and Bennett were both good club footballers. But they had that period of time where they became good coaches. So you're you're saying that you're not looking at John Morris as a coach; you're looking at him as a player.
2: That's what players so do. There
0: needs to be that time frame between
2: being a player yeah. and being a coach. If I was Otherwise, going to get into coaching, I'd make sure everybody is retired that I played against or with.
0: Yeah, because Fitzgibbon, to be fair, like he he Fitzgibbon. retired a while ago, and now he's,
2: he's two thousand and nine. He retired, so no one's around in two thousand and nine. There'd
0: be kids that you know they, they've just seen his highlights on. Yeah youtube you know so that's the thing i mean just you just yeah
2: so just don't yeah that's what players do they just look at they look at your resume even i've seen some young kids when you come in and do some coaching they're looking at players that they wouldn't even recognize and they're like i can hear them what is it what has he done what did you you play like this and that like they look they check your resume these young kids they don't care you'd have to come up with a resume like like a craig fitzgibbon which he's one of the one of the best back roles to play the game mm. and he's so well respected, but I'm saying i just, I wouldn't recommend it. And it's not, you know, it's not John Morris's fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not going to say no, you know, he found himself under, you know, Flanagan and in different circumstances. And so did, um, so did Brownie. So you're not going to say no because obviously they had dreams to coach, but I just think, you know, sometimes you just need to chill.
0: I think they need space. I think that's that's basically what it comes down to is that if you're going to coach, you need to make sure that you're not coaching blokes that, you know. Well, it hasn't
2: worked out, has it?
0: No. It definitely hasn't. Yeah. I, look, I, yeah, I feel sorry. For I, one thing, I, you know, I'm starting to warm to social media. We're tweeting and we're all doing all these things. I'll tell you what, John Morris's mum came absolutely <laughs> off the back fence on a tweet, like on a tweet or replying to an Instagram story. I think your name's Sharon. I love you, Sharon. Fire up for your son. You've done a good job.
2: Yeah, that's what mothers do, man. Like she's, I mean, John Morris, Johnny Morris is my age. I've known Johnny since we were about 15. So I feel, I just feel sorry because it could have been handled different. Regardless if we've been going on the tangent about players and should players play with, you know, players that they coach and players, all that kind of bullshit. Like, you know, Johnny Morris is a good dude. But, um, you know, they should have been handled better. His mum's come out, backed him up like a good mum should. Yep. so be it you know he, that's the way exa- that's exactly how she feels that's probably how a lot of people feel you know but I, I can I can understand from a business point of view that we you know obviously they don't like someone doesn't like Johnny Morris who's in a powerful position otherwise this shit would not happen
0: yeah he got paid about 300 grand apparently. good on him deserves him. more good on you uh, alright William so this week Let's have a look. There's some good games. and There's some blowout games again as well. The, the first game of the round is the Thursday night game, which is the Broncos versus the Panthers. Now, I know that mm. Channel 9 are probably contractually obliged to have the Broncos on every Thursday or Friday night so that people in Queensland have got something to watch. And they Did you
2: watch the Broncos and Souths? Yeah, I did. What do you think? Just looking at the game, just have a look at it, dissect it a little bit. What do you think, Where do you think the Broncos are going wrong?
0: Oh, look, I think the Broncos don't know what football side they are yet. I think they're turning around. They're, they've got such a good forward pack that doesn't seem to go forward. They make such basic errors. They've got someone like Tavita Pangai Jr., who is one of the most destructive forwards in the game when he's going. They play him on the bench. They play him on the edge. They play him in the middle. Like, he's played – they've moved him onto the edge again this week. Mm. They, he doesn't know what he's doing, you know. And they drop Milford. They bring in Prof, Croft and Dearden. Now, you're now saying, all right, I trust Croft and Dearden to do a job. Mm. And yet, for the last four weeks, they've been reversing off on and off the bench. Yeah. I just think they don't know who they are.
2: Yeah, a couple of key indicators, me uh, watching that game. Just the amount of ease that South Sydney got out of their yardage. They made 60 metres on their first set. Yeah, yeah. They got to a kick. Milford touched the ball twice in twenty minutes, mm. um, but their their first up contact in their middles, you had you had outside backs and halfbacks finding their finding their front. You know what I mean? You don't do that if you're if and you win games on defence. You set tones with your defence, and you're you got Payne Haas, Tavita Pangi Jr., Matt Lodge, Alex Glenn, Carrigan. Mm. They're like they're, they're first graders. Players. They're yeah. good first graders. They're, they're representative players, mm. and to have that pack: Tom Burgess, I'm um, big Tommy Burgess, Tatala, Sue, Host, Cam Murray, run straight through, and then their outside backs just making line breaks after, like through the middle. Cook running straight through, like it was just all these half little line breaks, finding the finding their front frequently all the time. The way to beat South is or to nullify how their attack is. You've got to slow their middle down. Yeah. You've got to... And it's not like... I think Paulo and probably big Campbell Gillard, when they go on their best and Nathan Brown, that's probably their, their most balanced three in the, in the game. You know what I mean? Like the, your two props and your lock. You've got Totola Burgess and Cam Murray. You know what I mean? Like, it's doable. They when you, when be, you've got Payne, Haas, when you got Payne Haas, Pangai Jr. and Lodge, Lodge, you should be able to stop that. You should be able to stop the bleeding through the middle. Mm. Nonstop, 60 to 70 metre gains. Reynolds putting putting it on a dime. You know what I mean? But, like, if they had to stop that pressure at the start and just, like, maybe 40, 45 metres, 50 metres max on their go forward, Cam Murray... Find, but it wasn't that. They were finding 60 to 70 metres. Campbell Graham throwing off people. their wingers. Latrell Mitchell looking like a giant out there. Mm. Benji Marshall making you look like an idiot. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they're ball playing. their simple defensive errors. You know, when they played, it was... It was at the, I think the middle of the field, perfect example. It was pretty much six attackers, five defenders. That's easy to defend on a long side shift. So what happens? They get the ball up and the young kid Ricky just rushes out on, um, on, on, uh, on Benji. He make you, if you defend, you come up, you put pressure on Benji and you check and you release out to the side. You don't come up, make Benji play his hand. You know, I mean, he just passed the ball, just bang, and then they got they got numbers. Do you Mm, see that? And I think it was a second try. You're making him play his hand. You go up, you let Benji pass the ball, and you come up, and you slide from the inside, and you eventually get the winger, and you throw him out the sideline. It went hands, 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 hands. Merritt in the corner. Yeah, that's fucking under sixes. It doesn't happen, Nathan Merritt. Merritt. Oh shit, (laughs)
0: Nathan (laughs) Merritt, come out of retirement. (laughs)
2: Alex Johnson, Alex Johnson in the corner. But yeah. that, that try really got me. I'm just like, that is like basic shit that you do. You just don't put pressure on Benji or any of the ball players. You make him play. Because Benji's not he's, – he's, he's got to get the ball out of his hands quick. And you go to him, you put – you go – and then everybody else has, has to come up and in. Mm. You, don't, you don't do that. I'll just watch I and say, God damn, who's coaching these guys and why are they, why are they doing that? And I'm going to put it down to Ricky, the young kid, being a rookie. Yeah, that's it. Because that kid's a really good player, but like just a couple of their defensive errors. He's like, been badged. God bitched.
0: damn! I tell you what's funny, Will. I, I saw someone come out and say, because the Broncos are shit this year, that it's not Seabold's fault. Seabold took a side that made the finals, and he turned him shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Like he had a roster that was 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 a final side, and then all of a sudden they're not. So Kevin Walters has inherited a side that came last. So One Kevin thing- Walters is trying to take a side from last to the eighth. Whereas yeah. was, Sebo was the opposite. One right?
2: thing, one thing I, I look at, and we sort of slid over, like a kid like David Fafita, best young kid pretty much in the country, I reckon. Usually you'd never leave a team like the Broncos, mm. and he left at 21. He's not 30. He's not in his prime yet. He's probably the best up-and-coming young kid, and he left. That to me just rings alarm bells. Something's wrong with the culture. Something's wrong with the system. For a kid like that, regardless of the money, you know what I mean, he got paid a fair bit the times, but they could. He just didn't want to be there, mm. you know. So that's 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 something they've got. You know, they've got a lot of hard work to do, man. But, but and you know, I've heard Lodge. I think Lodge did an interview the other day. Like he knows they've got talent. Something's just happening. They're just not really putting that foot down. And you well, you know, Kevin, I'd, ha- I'd hate to be in that position, man, because it, it's it's it'd be frustrating as hell. Because that as a team, I look at the Bulldogs and go, you know what, one to seventeen, good luck. I look at one to seventeen Broncos and go, you should be fighting for a top eight spot.
0: Kevin Walters gave a press conference today and he was gibbering on about a cake and something. I think he was saying they've got a good side and they're gonna get better. So good luck to the Broncos cake this weekend.
2: Uh, what was that? He's actually saying it's not his list. Oh, he said that's oh, not his he? list. So yeah. Kevin said it's not his list. So, yeah. you know, he's gonna get he's gonna get an opportunity to build his list.
0: Mm. If they don't resell him. Uh, all right, so the Knights are playing the sharks. The sharks will be looking. Uh, I don't know. So
2: let's go to the the Panthers. There, they look red hot, red hot. The way they're playing, that looked like a semi final against Canberra. They just belt, belted them and belted them. Got to their kicks. Cleary, lui outstanding. So let's just. I mean, I wish I had to put them in the grand final with South because I think that looks like it's going there. Anyway, Knights and Sharks.
0: Oh yeah, look the Knights. They must be. Uh, are they the most frustrating team? No, the Tigers are the most frustrating team of support. But the Knights are up there. Like, you just mm. don't know what you're going to get. They've got some players back this week. They've got Bradman Best. They've got um, – who else they got coming back? Kurt Mann, someone yeah. else. They're, defen- back. they're
2: defensive errors. I mean, like, for to gets a ball up like it's under eight and just runs over. Mm. That just doesn't happen. No. I mean, like, um, Blake Green, Balake Green, love him to death. Way out of his depth. He's rush, he's he's come back too early. He's not fit. Either. He's slow. He's not he's not fit enough. I know I know I know Blake quite well. He's a good dude, good kid, but like, geez, he, he needs about another month of rehab. Some of his defensive errors, you know, like just say that that little error when when uh, Peachy went through the line. He comes up in no man's land. If you're a defender, young kids at home, you damn it, never come up past the ball and in no man's land. All Peachy did is show, show a little bit of a dummy, propped around. his same line, bang, try. You just don't do that kind of stuff. That's fucking kindergarten stuff. And some of the errors that they were making, you know, with and without the ball, it's like, come on, man. they got some changes to do up there.
0: Tyson Frizzell's probably going, what have I done?
2: Tyson Frizzell's playing lights out. And he, St. George is going sorry.
0: good. I was <laughs> like, George should've should've <laughs> I should have stayed. I should have stayed. No, know,
2: I think Frizz has been outstanding this year. He's but good. like, they the team. Run. Mate, they miss Pierce, man. Ponga yeah, is do. under <laughs> immense pressure. I feel sorry for Ponga. He's going to have to get the ball 50 times a game. He's
0: not. I mean, he's, you can't expect. He's it. had a he's, shoulder
2: reconstruction. He's
0: just back. First what about now? how
2: terrified you'd be if Fafita's making a line break and he's just going. He
0: kept going straight at him, too, didn't oh he?
2: Oh, my life.
0: Bag's not. I reckon, do you reckon when the, when the surgeon. Finish the operation. He was like, "You're going to have this amount of time." Said fine what, print.
2: Please don't get in front of David do like
0: Sixteen times in a game, <laughs> <laughs> and try and tackle David. And I, he
2: would solely be blaming his middles and his edge defenders. Like, why are you letting him through? Come do on, reckon, man!
0: I'll tell you what. Is another thing. Herman Sasa can't even make the 17 for the Titans. Yeah. They still, and they
2: still look, they need clunk, they still look clunky. The, the Titans but need him. Bring him back anyway. Bring let's back get to the Storm and Roosters. Probably the best game. Probably. Whatever. Cowboys and Bulldogs, I was going to say.
0: That's a good game. That's a good <laughs> game of footy. I don't know. I, like
2: Storm and s- Roosters, I'm tied. I the don't know Storm what. Storm
0: are red hot favourites from a betting perspective. Brought to you by BettingSite.com.au. Ooh, good plug. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, but I don't know. Like I can't see that they're a dollar right. forty or whatever they are. Young
2: kid Sam Walker. Now, if you carve these dudes up.
0: Then you, yeah. Then
2: you know you, it's warranted. But I don't want these guys putting so much pressure on this kid, man. Let him be. Told it last week. Give me a year or two of this sort of football, then you can be anointed as you know the next big thing. The crowns. He doesn't want to be that. He doesn't want to be that yet. He just wants to be Sam Walker, the young kid that's the halfback for the Roosters, not the next big thing. I hope he's not reading all this bullshit. I mean, I know he's got his, his uncle Chris Walker, Texas, good friend of mine, and Ben and Shane. They're good people. They'll keep him grounded, but, you know, hopefully he's not reading all this positive shit. Just keep it, keep it pressing. I think, like, with Rob, I know, but I'm just saying, don't read into it. You can read the shit, have a look at your photo, see if you look ripped or not, and that's it. (laughs) That's all I'll be looking at. Is that what you used to do? That's all I did. I didn't, I just read the headline. Oh, my God, like, get that paper away from me.
0: That was when you started off with all the haircuts. Everyone was interested in the haircuts. So, I don't know. I, I reckon the storm, um, I said I didn't think the storm would be the same storm this year, purely because they're missing a bit of experience with Cameron Smith. I think they're, and I don't reckon that they are the storm of old. I don't, I don't reckon. How do you still expect them to be, man? But that's what I'm saying, people.
2: Oh, I yeah. don't know. I just, I just don't see, think you got to give Harry Grant some more games. Yeah, you know what I mean, like the guy's a freak. Once Harry Grant finds his feet, then they can shuffle around the, the, um, the bench, and they'll be as strong as hell come. In, coming into origin. Mm. You know, give Harry Grant about four or five weeks. They've got it. They've got a gun team. This will be the best test for the Roosters.
0: I'll tell you what as well, which I'm looking forward to, everybody's telling everybody in the world that the poop is now the number one fullback in the game. You watch James Tedesco <laughs> this week. I know. And you it's you not even James Pappenhausen. And you know, it's not even
2: it's not Pappenhausen. It. It's, it's P- these fucking media dudes just yeah. putting clickbait up so people can press on it and go, oh, you know... Half and hasn't said shit. No. You come out on the weekend. He goes, Teddy's been there, done it for five years at the highest level. Blah blah blah. I've done. I haven't done that yet. I love that how he said that. Yeah, because that's exactly how I, how I feel. Do it for five years. Play Origin. Play for Australia. Do it for five years on top. You know he will he will be that player. I think. You know he's the heir apparent to Teddy. Until then, till Teddy. You know, probably in about three another three or four years, and then Teddy will probably be. Done by that time You know what I mean He'll probably be in his 30s And like Then it's Pappenhausen's turn You know You can't just say Oh Pappenhausen's You know Come on bro Like he scored four tries Four of them were backing up Yeah yeah. You know Like I love Pappenhausen gun player Gun But Give me Teddy any time of the day Tedesco
0: is genuinely A better Like Pappenhausen's got a lot going for him But Tedesco I'd pick Tedesco any other week And he will be picked for New South Wales It's not not even it's
2: It's not even a question All it is Is clickbait Clickbait And bullshit you got to get your fucking views somehow.
0: How do we get ours? We don't, no. care,
2: about view. We don't <laughs> care about views.
0: I'll tell you who cares about views is the Seagulls. They've won a game finally. Hooray well, for the Seagulls. And they've got Tommy Turbo. He's got over did slipping that, did Andrew, the bar Did that
2: from. Walker kid get dropped?
0: No, he's injured.
2: Oh, God. I was going to say, you would have should to, have, have dropped him. anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, look, Terrible. I think. I don't know. People are tipping the Manly. How do you tip Manly? Because so, it's a Brookvale, and it's a terrible oval. Saturday Arvo, they're hard to beat down I need, there. Will. I call it Brookie, mate. 1-300 smiles. Hey, man. I played there. i one of their greats.
0: You are one of their greats. <laughs> then Cherry Evans took Titan, your money. Yeah,
2: Titans. Like, oh, this would be a good test for them. See, Eagles aren't that bad. You know, as I keep, I keep comparing to the lower, lower teams like the Bulldogs, Bulldogs have not got a good side. They haven't got one rep player in their team. I look at the, I look at the Eagles, you've got five representative players. You've got both Djibovic's, DCE, Kapow, and maybe someone else. There's Someone one. else? Somewhere. There's uh, uh, Alloway. You know, he's played at a representative level. Oh. He has. I oh, know he has. He has. Yeah. And oh, I was going thought. to get you on a technicality because it's <laughs> Samoa.
0: No, he's played... He's, I mean,
2: if you play for And he's country, played for New Zealand. Play. Has he? Yeah. yeah so yeah, right he's right. a good... He's a decent player. So, you know, if you put... You know, if you've got five representative players in key positions, I'm expecting a lot more. They've been... They've had a hard run, the, the Eagles. Mm. Very hard run. So I think... I can understand how the Eagles would be tipped against, against the Titans because I'm not sold on the Titans. I'm not sold. I love Fafida, but you can get Fafida out of the game. You can pressure it. You can just – don't wake him up because he does sit on that left edge and he doesn't go in the middle that much for work. No, he doesn't. You know what I mean? And I don't think the Titans utilize him well enough. You know what I mean? Like he touched the ball twice in 22 minutes. You got to give him you got to give him early ball sometimes you got to take him to the line you got to you got to start uh, you got to ask questions because he going to play against Newcastle Knights every or the Broncos which are the two of the worst defensive sides he's going to have to come do that against Melbourne against the Roosters, against yeah. South against Penrith and it, look look what happened against Canberra Yeah yeah they nullified him you got to do that's how you can get him out of the game you know they need to put they need to have better players around him but, Yeah yeah
0: that was quite passionate then. Because
2: I, I love I love the way he plays. I would get him involved. He plays 80 minutes a game. He, does, he I think he touched the ball 12 times last week. I want him at least 20 to 25 touches. You, you see, the, see the skills he's got. He got the ball, bang, cut out ball to the winger. He's just, got all these skills. I'm
0: just checking. You, you actually did tip the Titan, so don't talk yourself out of it. I'm not. I actually, do you know what, from last week, I don't know if I got recognition for this, but just before we started doing that live tweet, I said, I want to change my tip. So, I, think I that, do that every week too, mate. Yeah. Don't
2: bullshit to the people, Ian. Yeah. I
0: said it just after the game. yeah, he's good. He's good at changing yeah. his tips afterwards. South Tigers. Tigers Tigers are interesting because I don't think Little was going that badly, which means this Simkin that they've brought in at 9. There's there's been huge raps on him and there was that sort of battle for spots. Whoops, there goes the pencil. There's battle for spots um, before the, the season started. Mm. but Little got it and now he's got dropped. He was one of the only ones. Big carbs kid. He, he's starting, which I think he's did been you, their best for. Did you
2: see Madge on the weekend?
0: He looked normal and calm. That's
2: <laughs> he looked re- like he just had about 10 ballings and he just relaxed <laughs> in the coach's calm, box. Just, just relaxed. Uh, he looks like he's going to just pop a fucking heart valve. Yeah, he needs some sort of
0: treatment Yeah, I, I feel heart. sorry for
2: him, mate. They're just playing terrible rugby league.
0: If you were the Tigers, just say you finished at halftime and you've – You've got your coach who loves yelling at you. He's having a coronary in the box. You've got the faithful at Leichhardt booing you. Would you go and hide behind the goalposts? I'd go and find something else to do for ten minutes, wouldn't you? You yeah. wouldn't want to go anywhere. Near I think they just off. look
2: at what they had to play for, that's what disappoints me. Tommy Rodonigas, West West great. And they they put that put out that performance. You know what I mean? It's just like when there's all the chips in, and then you and then and then you put out that performance. That's what you'd be more disappointed in. You know, all the Balmain fans and the West Tigers fans and Western Suburbs or whatever. You know, they they think Sunday footy at like on at Leichhardt, beautiful sunny day, perfect position, per, perfect conditions for rugby league, and you dish that shit out like fucking. Uh, I think the their right side led in like four tries. That young kid off their first set. The the young little uh, Kumul kid just went flying down the sideline. They were up, putting up kicks. It was embarrassing their right side. Noel Faluna was just getting schooled all game. They end up coming back, but it was just too late. I just think, you know, like you just – I just don't understand. I think too many of their players are like basic little things. I think Joe Offengauer, they let him try. and I think it was their second or third try. That young back rower, he just scored like right off the line like – there's three people in the tackle. Joe needs to peel off. He needs to have his eyes on the hooker and his eyes up in front of him. That's where your eyes should be. All he did was look at the hooker. Next minute, his, his eyes turned to that young back row. Boom, try. Mm. you got to have your eyes everywhere. You look at the hooker and you look who's in front of you first and you point and you nominate and you hit that kid. As soon as he hits that ball, he should have been flogged. Stop looking at the hooker. That's just, you know, that's just bad rugby league, man. It was like little things like that where they could have stopped it um, they just didn't They couldn't stop the bleeding But some of the defensive errors Were just diabolical You know It was just it's it page two Like defence You know Online defence You just don't do that And some of their forwards You know Like you got uh, Big Tarmel, Alex Twole. um Who's the other kid The other starting prop Polynesian kid Zane Musgrove Same players mm. Same players Big Strong Fast Run hard Hardly any footwork no pre-line pass, no offloads. Very easy to game plan for. You just load up the box. You know it's one out. You get three in. You slow the play the ball down. Someone needs a point of difference there. The only guy who has is uh, Luciano Lelou When they get to that left edge, he's a da- he's a dangerous player. But he's not, he can't get the ball and do any damage when he's on a slow play the ball.
0: All right, Will. Three games. Raiders, Eels, Dragons, Warriors, Cowboys, Bulldogs. Let's go straight to Cowboys, Bulldogs. Who cares? Do you think the Bulldogs can win a game?
2: I'm sick of talking about them. Can they it's, win a game? Yeah, they can win a game, probably win two or three this year. But like Cowboys come back. I think Tal Malolo's gonna come back and you know a few other people, but yeah, I'm not really concerned about this game. Too, Cowboys they had a good win on the weekend, but that was still a low game. The dogs are just just let's let's comment on them when they actually win. Yeah. It's, it's diabolical, mate. Dragons and Warriors.
0: Congratulations to, to I mean, Anthony Griffin's doing a good job there at the Oh moment. mate, how you good know, is he? I look. There was a lot of criticism at him at the start of the year, and um, he's bought Josh Maguire now, which you know he's basically just picking his Brisbane under twenties players yeah. Which, but the way they're works. defending, uh, they, I said that when, we're tw- play when
2: we were tweeting on the weekend. I was like, if they if they defend like this, they're a top four side, easily top eight. It's yep. just whether they can maintain it because they play a brutal, brutal style of defence. They're yep. working for each other, and you know they've set the standard now.
0: They were good. They defend
2: like this, and they've got enough strike in that team. You throw Ben Hunt in there instead of Clune. throw Ben Hunt in there, then you've, you've got a strike team. And that dufty can score from any of the wingers are good. Zach Lomax and Greg Bird um, – not Greg Bird, <laughs> Jack Bird, two of the best defensive centers in the game.
0: Shout-out to Ravalawa as well. Mm. Like he, the, M- Mike Acevo gets all the raps.
2: He won the Carver Cup.
0: He won the Carver Cup. Congratulations. Oh, just yeah. quickly on that too um, – I know it's not rugby league related, but they've just announced that – well, it kind of is rugby league related because they've just started in the New South Wales Cup. They've got a a Fijian side now in that side. And they've just announced that through the super rugby, they're going to have a Fijian side and a Pacifica side, which presumably will be Samoan and and Tongan. So I think anything that can encourage development in these nations that are a bit – you know, they're a bit poorer than – the developed nations, and yet they provide so many of the brilliant footballers that we see week in, week out. I think it's a great any support initiative, that is great given to initiative
2: for in New South Wales and even rugby union. You so know, they know they know um, the future of the game. I think rugby union's always known that, um, but rugby league's starting to recognise that. You know, where do you think Rod Raja and Mike um, and all these blokes have come from? Yeah, shout out to Wes Nagama. He's the coach of that team. He's got a really good job out there. Um, yeah, these kids are raw, man bit of coaching probably in the next six to 18 months, and they're going to be um, – you're going to see probably five or six of those kids come out and play some top-line top, top line NRL.
0: 100%. So congratulations to – well, I mean, big shout-out to all the Indigenous and Polynesian players because mm. uh, without the game, well, blokes like me would probably
1: still be playing, but you're too tough, <laughs> so I'm gone. <laughs> hey, it's Neil from The Green Room here, and if you like this podcast, then maybe you'd like other Handshake Agency shows like – I don't know, don't want to brag, but maybe the Green Room podcast. I'd say swipe up, but you're listening to this obviously, so maybe when you're done with this episode, just swipe back to thepodcast.com.au and hit the green room tab. I'm sorry, there's no easy way to word that, but the show is much easier to listen to this than the instructions I'm giving right now, I promise. So um, thanks for your time.
0: Alright, it is time for speaking of Polynesian players, Willie's Big Boys. Whitley's
2: big boy. <laughs> oh, I love that bit. Uh, yeah, it was a best. great it was a great weekend for the big boys this week. Um, we've sort these. I think one of them's got a couple of points before, but these are two fresh ones. My three votes are going to Paul Vaughan. You know, if you know the the sort of um, what I'm going for is is obviously who you're playing against. You play against Parramatta, arguably like top four in all categories in defence. You know, you got Paulo there. You got RCG you know, like uh, the young kid, Marnie, uh, Brown, good physical packs and guys coming off the bench, a real physical, Paul Vaughn. I think he led all the categories. I think he's like over pretty much close to 200 metres, you know, over 25 tackles, very efficient. And um, just just that, uh, you know, that it was a brutal game and he just, he, he, he schooled them all. Um, so I think him knowing that, uh, Big Reg and Paulo are probably ahead of him in the New South Wales sort of in the New South Wales sort of side because he didn't play last year. You know he sort of he got one back on him. So um, good work for Vaughn. Two votes, Jared Hargraves. He'd usually be the last ten years. I think he's been one of the best players as a middle boy. Um, over two hundred meters off the bench. Over 30 tackles, tackle breaks, like he just set that tone. Like coming off the bench to change the game off the bench is massive, and that's what uh, Robbo's probably been. That was his probably his plan for him to do that. His his minutes aren't going to be down. He's still going to get his 50 plus minutes, but the what what he's doing out, what he did out there, you know, and Crenella's a fair pack. They're very physical. You know, they take it too. So he he did his job out there, and I can't go past uh, David Fafita. You know what I mean? I was trying to go, was he was he playing in the middle? Did he do most of his damage in the middle? You know, I said, fuck it, who cares? The dude is just destructive. Mm. He's scoring 60 meter tries. He's just setting up tries. It's like he's playing with kids out there. So he's one point. So these guys are really um they're really <laughs> it's hard to actually pick three players because I've always got to go, oh my God, who are they playing against? I'm not gonna pick a guy who's played against a basic team, you know, like you know, look at Tom Burr just made over 260 meters, but I'm like, you know what, you took about Four kickoffs and three dropouts. Easy 150 meters right there. I'm you know actually I
0: mean? glad. One of your greatest skills in life is to not actually read text messages or emails or anything that are sent to you and then responding to them. Andrew Fafita's has written on this page as one vote, and it's been giving me ADHD because I've been looking at it going, Are you going to give it for the high shot he put on in reserve grade? <laughs> And you've just ignored it yeah. and just gone straight to David Feeder. So, yes. well done to you.
2: Thank you. And Thank excellent, you.
0: excellent work by the producer, <laughs> not being
2: able to get basic and things right. the leaderboard. Let's go to the leaderboard. All so, right. Junior Paulo is on six. Big Tino Fa'asul Awi is on four. And three votes. Aden Fanua Blake. Feel sorry for him. He's going to be out for three to four weeks. He won't be winning. Hopefully, he gets back. Uh, Ryan Sutton's on three. Big Papa's on three. And Vaughan on three. So... The race is getting tight.
0: And very soon we will be able to prepare the uh, the shirt that you wear. Shirt, winning. there's a couple of prizes. There's there, heaps so. of prizes. There's heaps of prizes. When are we going to announce
2: that, producer? A uh, week after uh, next. So two weeks. We'll have... Um, we've got enough players. In there. Yeah, we've we'll got enough players and we'll get um, we'll start. some good sponsors. We're going good.
0: Well, what we have been going good at, but we didn't go good at last week... Was of course our bets that we are putting on. Thanks to betting dot and our man Harry.
1: Harry, good evening, guys. How are we? Hey, I feel, Harry.
0: I feel much better now. Your entire head's there. That's good. <laughs> well, we had a pre-production meeting and your entire head was missing. So
1: yeah, you, know, well, you know, it's just good to be back around good people.
0: Yeah, you've changed the background too. Is a is that what we're talking Yeah, I'm actually
1: was? up at Queensland Countryback Stadium tonight. So, uh, yeah, up in the Mighty oh. Townsville. So, yeah. There
0: you go. Yeah, You're, on assignment you're the only to you're one there. Com. That's a great work. That's why you got the yeah.
1: cowboy shirt on. Yeah, absolutely. Or, oh, you know, you got to dress the parts.
0: So. How's your week been, mate?
1: Mate, flat out like a lizard drinking, watching a lot of football, trying to find some uh, some of the best bets for site.com.au. So I've had the, had the DVR out recording rewinding, looking for little tidbits for, uh, for the punters to get around.
0: Yeah, well, I think, uh, I think I've think i basically decided that um, my bet last week, I'll tell you what, when Nathan Cleary took that intercept pass.
2: Oh, would I, I would have won. I didn't even you know that.
0: Won. Both Willie and I bet got knocked out with Nathan Cleary. Come I on, f- Cleary. Uh, you know what? That made me feel sick. And I know yeah. everyone out at Penrith. Oh yeah, he scored a try. You'd already run the game, he won the
2: game. I didn't know that. Just I was in Gundawindi. windy. Just drop it. Oh no, big chin one. Good story. I did one my good chin's better story than story. I did mate. here
1: through the week. Um, a gentleman had um, Brisbane to be trailing at half time by less than ten and a half, and of course it was a ten point game, and Adam Reynolds kicks a two point field goal to lose his bet. So oh, those yeah.
0: they do. I mean yeah. and for Those exotic who, markets mate everyone who's watching please do not send abusive text messages to players if you lose your multi although I was I'm going to slide Nathan into Cleary's
2: clear DMs Don't right now Don't
0: ever ruin my betting site <laughs> bet again. Yeah. So this week I have chosen. Oh here we go. You can take one. Penrith 13 plus so Nathan Cleary can take all the intercepts he wants. Gold Coast to cover the line. Because I just think Manly, I can't. I just think they're way too short. And uh, the Raiders, I think, will beat the Eels. I think they'll bounce back when they actually have a fullback. And I've taken the Brumbies head-to-head.
1: All right. Wow. So Penrith, 13-plus. I think that's the consensus. Big tick. I think the line for that game is... 27 and a half start. The bookies are giving them so you like line. to think yeah, they're gonna they're gonna cover the 13 plus there. Gold Coast at the line, they're at the seven and a half. Um, even though even though they're on the road, um, yeah, I think you'd like your chance to get there at the uh seven and a half line. They should beat the Sea Eagles. That game's actually out in Mudgee, so it's sort of a, a neutral venue, not even Lotto but, Land. There you
0: go, yeah,
1: so. Yeah, Manly's taken a right. game there back out to the central west of New South Wales, like the Raiders too. A little stat: Parramatta haven't won there in 15 years. So, really, what? yeah, Stats everyone man. talked about the Raiders and Dragons who do, and the Dragons only went 13 years without losing it, without a uh, winning there. So. That's a big hoodoo for the uh, Eels to overcome. Harry's and Brumbies that's flying man. at the moment. Man, Do you know Harry?
0: what? We don't fact check anything, Harry. So you're now in charge of <laughs> fact checking. It's a, lot, it's a lot of pressure. We just make stuff up.
2: Yeah. All right. Let's get on to my bet. Uh, the Dragons and Storm. What is this? Dragons and Storm. No, Rooster. Dragons. Yeah.
0: Then the Storm Roosters over 39 and a half. See what I mean? I just said he doesn't read it. He's literally staring at it and he just doesn't. We're making care. it up
1: as we go along. So he's gone. I'll tell, I'm going to read it out for
0: him. Look, to be honest, William's not the best at punting. It's the one vice he doesn't have. So he's got the Dragons. He's got the Storm Roosters match over 39.5, which is considering two defensive sides. That's very. That's Anyway. Uh, Broncos, Panthers match over 43.5. Well, the Panthers will probably score that themselves, won't they? And then the Seagulls win the line. So the Sea Eagles have got a start. Well, that's – are gone
2: against each other.
1: Good. Okay. You've been very uh, negative about yeah, I, I still
2: carries. don't understand that first bit. Dragonstorm and okay. Roosters match. No, what, a a three playing? Yeah. A
1: Look. So right. different games. All right. You're a former right. Sea Eagle, so you're backing them to go down in a, in a close game. Um, the Titans on the road this year haven't been crash hot. I think they're two they, – they played that game down in Canberra. They only sc- – against Canberra at Cogra. They only got four points. They could only score one try against the Warriors on the road. So they've got a little bit to prove on the road yep. still. So that's ac- that's that's a little bit game, but you can, see, you can see why you're going that way. Um, for the Broncos, Panthers to go over, you might even just get the Panthers to, you know, contribute yeah. there. and um, So, yeah, that's every chance of going over. Right. To go over for the Roosters and the Storm, yeah, Gutsy, um, the last two games that have been down there at Amy Park between these two sides, I think there was a one point win and a three point win. For not, that, side. not that confident
2: so, now we talk about it,
1: yeah. And well, um,
2: what's,
0: what's and, this paying? What is this behemoth of a bet from William
1: paying? Well, what are we gonna he's win? 50, he's it's only at about you know 10 bucks.
0: That's still oh, wow. five hundred bucks. Yeah, right? so he's looking
1: to win. For, he's looking to collect five hundred and two dollars. And who's
0: um, who's that with? Because I know betting site go across all different. So who's uh, yes, given us
1: the best odds? Yeah, so we yeah, so um yeah, the good folk at betting site have said get on get on to Ladbrokes. They're giving you the uh, the good odds there. So mm-hmm.
0: do you know what I like to Harry? Literally, yeah. Will and I have had our opposite bets, and then you've had to be positive about. Like the same game with me tipping the Titans to cover the line, <laughs> but I think, but I think that's the so thing. That's I well think you
1: can make a case for both sides. So like Tom Trbovich is um, back for Manly this week as well. So and they and they ground out a win last week. So you can kind of talk yourself into it. And I think the Dragons get the ch- get the chocolates against the Warriors straight up as well. Weird thing, in the last 21 years, the Warriors have only beaten the Dragons nine times. It's just a club historically they don't do well against, for whatever reason it is. So. You've
0: got splinters in your ass up there in Townsville. Now, the producer, mm. he, oh, I actually like I've this. I've seen bet. this, horse. I hate this. He's, better, he's backed it before we are nowhere, got nothing, but I actually like this. So, in the Sydney Cup, which is the uh, Sydney equivalent of the Melbourne Cup, he has backed Miami Bound. What do we got, and who with?
1: Well, good focus at Ladbrokes, getting us eleven to one to Miami Man. Bad, So, Look, what do you think? I mean, the thing is, as well with the Sydney Cup, it has had a history where it's thrown up some big odds winners, you know. So it's not not exactly a favourites race. There's a bit of rain predicted for Friday and Saturday, so maybe there's a bit of a wet track. Um, you know, come the time you know, that the um, that the Sydney Cups run. So, look, there's every chance that Miami Bound gets up. I know that's going to really piss you off. It does. You know, it actually does. If, I, yeah. I
0: want him to win because I want his money, but I just don't like the gloating. It's just – it's sickening.
2: I want it. I want to hear it.
1: You shut up yeah. too.
0: So, all right, Harry, what do you got? What's betting site going to – what are you going to bet on?
1: Look, the way I've gone, I'm just getting it up here. So, I like – the Panthers, the Rabbitohs, and the Dragons all at the line. So the Dragons at the minus nine and a half start, I like them to win by at least 10 against the Warriors. Um, the Rabbitohs, that has that blown out actually further than I than I thought it might. They've been giving the not, they've got the 19 and a half point start. I think they win by at least 20 against the Tigers. And I think the Panthers can win by 28 or more. It's um, oh,
0: embarrassing. I, I,
1: wa- I was tempted to. Um, take the take the Broncos at the line in that one, but purely on the fact that Penrith might put the queue in the rack, you know, in the last half hour of the game, they might. Uh, yep, let's get a comf- let's get a comfortable lead. And, no, and they're not like the that. They're not built like that. But and then uh, Cowboys head to head. Two, they're going to go two in a row. They get to play the doggies up at home. Um, give something for all their loyal fans to uh, cheer about. Well, I, I think I think they're good things.
0: Will you be staying up there at Townsville Stadium in your rodeo shirt to watch the game, Harry? Or
1: I've packed my jeans to go to the Mad Cow afterwards. <laughs> then we're going to drive. We're going to drive north to Cairns. We're going to go to the Daintree after. It's going to be a big tour of the north. So what are you? What are you winning? Uh, hopefully, I'll be pocketing five hundred and thirty-four dollars and fifty cents. Oh,
0: how good! We're we're rich. Oh. We're rich. So we're going to be. Into Which the will give me one life. night at the casino? <laughs> no, it'll how give hour. us one
1: night at the casino, yeah. Harold. That's right.
0: Mate, thank you again. Uh, it has been a pleasure, as always, talking to you in the deep north of Townsville pretending to be up there with your radio shirt on. Mate, thanks again. We really appreciate all the support from bettingsite.com.au. It's a good site. We probably need more of us on it, actually. I reckon that would really bring traffic in because we're Absolutely. very handsome men. But, uh, mate, we'll speak to you next week.
1: Absolutely. If you want to do it right, you've got to get to betting site. Take care. See you, nice. mate.
2: See you, Harry. Hey, William. All right. Well, you got to bet right at betting site. Do you know what else you got to do? Definitely gamble responsibly. We
0: always do. I was waiting for that. Uh, all right. So I'm going to just quickly run through the tips. Actually, do I read them out? No one can oh, read them out. People can um, see them on the social media.
2: I'll just read them anyway. Panthers, Sharks, Storm, Titans, Rabbits, Raiders, Dragons, and Cowboys.
0: All right. I've tipped the Panthers, the Knights, the Storm, the Titans, the Rabbits, the Raiders, the Dragons, the Cowboys. Harry just done some tips. The producer has tipped the Broncos, the Sharks, the Roosters, the Eagles, <laughs> the Tigers, the Raiders, the Warriors, yeah. and the Bulldogs. So good luck to the producer this week. He's a prick. Uh, all right, this week's Willie Mason headline. I like this. Do you know what I like this? Because it takes me back to times when you've appeared in the press and it's made me laugh. So this one, <laughs> uh, this one was when. Should we give a bit of backstory? So go basically, on. it's about when Hull KR, who, if you ever go to Hull KR, you'll probably get stabbed. I don't know if anyone's listening from Hull, but welcome to. The the world. (laughs) It's nice in here. You should try it. So you signed a deal with Hull KR. And I will give the background of this before you tell the story. Basically, when you are signing with Super League, Super League have a certain number of players from overseas that they can sign. And that's it. So that they don't flood the side. Six quotas. There you go. So that includes only players from Australia and New Zealand. If you go in on a on a Samoan passport or a Tongan passport or a Fijian passport, you are not considered to be an overseas player because it's development countries or whatever. So Hull KR tried to have their cake and eat eat it too. Mm. They tried to sign Willie Mason at almost, you know, still in the peak of your career, really. You're only 30 years old. And they tried to sign you on a Tongan or a Samoan passport. So the headline is, Hull KR decide to release...
2: Willie Mason. yeah, release my ass. Um, yeah well that's that's the background of the story. They try to hedge their bets, they try to have their cake and eat it too all that sort of shit. I'm not even sure who the CEO owner was, not even, I, I, I would mention his name if I did. Elon um, Musk. <laughs> but yeah, I went over there with um, all intentions of playing three years over there, you know I, I played you know 11, 12 years straight in Australia. always sort in the back of my mind, you know when I'm 30. I'm I'm out of here. You know, I want to go and I want to do some traveling. I want to chill out. You know the NRL. I've had enough. You know what I mean. I've achieved everything in the game. Just want to go over there, enjoy my life. Probably play over there for another five or six years. Um, went over there fully as a franchise player, not on and not as a quota player. Not this guy who who's, who's who's trying to beg for a deal and go. Oh, I can get on my tongue and passport. You know what I mean? No, I was like their biggest signing in fucking whole KR history.
0: They actually, they actually rolled you out during training. Remember that, mate? It was had, amazing. I mean, they, they sold the whole, all their jerseys. They sold
2: jerseys, did everything right. And I was so pumped to play for for Hull for the for the three years, and they just, they fucked it. You know what I mean? They honestly did. They had some real average players over there, man. And then they were on the on the quota. You know what I mean? I'm not even going to mention their names because they're good dudes. So it's six quota players. I come over as as me as a, as a player that I am. Um, Average, yeah, yeah, below average player, and um, you know, I I wanted to play for three years, all this kind of stuff. Played, you know, like I think eight games, six, maybe six, maybe six, five games here. It says, I think six
0: games. It says here, Mason's tripped along after five appearances for Roses, and it also it also says here. This is, mind you, this is from a um, hundred percent. I played six games.
2: Six games for for Hull.
0: Uh, it says here, and I want to read this one out, I've got to find it, uh, but it basically says you've got man of the match in the first, here we go, the Ford arrived at the club in March in a blaze of publicity, that's you, and made an immediate impact with a man of the match display in Rovers' 40-22 to 22 win over Crusaders. That's nice, isn't it, Will? Yeah. But his form quickly deserted him. There you go
2: quickly. To <laughs> 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 you got to understand about this. That's my favourite bit. Uh, you got to understand about, obviously, British media and how the competition over there. You play in a lower side like Hull, you get fucking pounded by Wigan and St Helens and, and all the big dogs. And we played against those. We were like, channel, we were the, whatever the Channel 9 equi- equivalent is, we were all that because of me when I was over there. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, we had a... On their, whatever the Friday nights and all that kind of stuff, all the players are loving it because they used to playing at these shit time slots. I mean, we were just having a great time sitting in the north of England. Had a great time with the club, all the good boys, everything like that. And then, like, I played six games. I think I got four men of the matches out of six.
0: Not according to this, as oh. your firm quickly deserted. That's,
2: that's <laughs> well, who the fuck is writing that? <laughs> I don't know. Who do you work for? The media? Fuck with. I'm just Back reading me it up. out. I'm just. Oh, it out. must be true then. Um, no, I mean, it was just it's it was just the way it is well, over there like you just try and obviously just imagine me obviously after the the runnings that I've had with um a lot of pommies in an international game playing over there with not that much backup
0: yeah i i actually <laughs> remember cuz I, I spoke to you at the time when you were over there and it's they've made this this whole thing's made it out like you went out and you and you were searching to line like that they kept saying to you, "Leave the country and come back in on a different passport," and you kept saying, "I don't have another passport. I don't
2: have another passport." So these idiots didn't understand that I come over as me being a fucking a current, like an NRL player. And everything that I've achieved over here, I didn't, I wasn't that bottom of the barrel sort of dude was looking for a Tongan passport to have a crack at at the at Super League. So they were like, just go out of the country. So they deregistered me. Anyway, let's go back to the fucking story. So I'll play six games, they go, then they try to bring another playback. I think Dobson, who was there,
0: they deregistered. They deregistered him, to him
2: because I come over because he was out for 12 weeks. They they were thinking that I was gonna get my my um Tongan passport, which I told, like, I don't have a Tongan passport. Yeah. Just because I went over there and um, and applied for one. Doesn't mean I'm going to get it. Yeah. Could happen in fucking, I didn't get it till three years after. That's right. Do you know what I mean? So like, so I went over there in good good intentions just to go and play there and play some good rugby league for Hull. And then, so I get deregistered because Dobson come back. So they expected me just to sit on the sidelines and and they even go, can you go and play for another club? Because like, they could do that to players over there. You loan can go, loan, go yeah. on a loan to some other. Who the fuck do you think I am? Yeah. I'm not one of these bottom of the fucking scrap scrap heap players. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm like, no, I'm a, I'm a quota player. I didn't come over here saying that I'm gonna, you know, come over here on my tongue and passport. There was an option. There there is a chance I might get it because I can actually get one. They're like, oh, he's gonna get one. No, I was never gonna fucking get one in time. You know what I mean? Like I just went over there as a player. So they deregistered me, thinking I was just gonna hang around in fucking Hull, and just do nothing by myself. Didn't have my partner or anything over there with me and then actually go, go leave the country and go to back to Tonga or something and try and get the passport. They're just delusional. Yeah. Fucking delusional. I'm like, you know what? And I just did I – did, I did nothing but just sit around for another four or five weeks. I, and people think that I took all their money. I was their highest paid player. I could have taken them for everything because they did wrong by me. Yeah. I took three months' salary because I was there for three months, and then Toulon come knocking on the door, and I just had a, had a, had a meeting with those guys going, look – this ain't gonna work. You keep all your money. Go buy whatever you can with that. Let me go to let me go to Toulon. End of story.
0: Yeah. And the thing that annoys me about that whole thing is that literally now still there are people that, you know, are big Hull KR supporters. Have no fucking who, idea. Who think that you have done the wrong thing. The the club itself, and this is a hundred percent true because obviously I you know I was speaking to you regularly during that whole process, Hull KR. Did the wrong thing by expecting you to have a tonga passport, and then all of a sudden it makes it look like you're money hungry and you're going over to Lawn. You are unemployed. They yeah. deregistered you. They what registered are you supposed me. to do? Yeah. So and they
2: they thought that I took all their money. I did the right thing by Hull. I could have sat there for another two or three years. I signed that contract mm. and got every single cent out of them. Yeah. But this is what happens when you talk. You know, fans of any any team sport, they're just one eyed, dumb, uneducated idiots. And that that was most of their supporter base. Do you know what? You
0: genuinely almost won over all of Hulk KR supporter base until that last no, minute. and then.
2: But no, not all of them. I'm just saying, like, just you can't like, go to but the, like, the amount, amount of shit that I cop from fucking some of those supporters, I don't give a shit because they they know the truth. You know what I mean? So like, like I, I I mean I know the truth. They don't. If they want to listen to this, listen to it. This is this is how it went down. They like most, most of them are genuine blokes Seriously Because they understand I'm not backtracking or anything That's the way I feel About most supporters Yeah Oh okay. Fact
0: check Willie
2: was right Six games failed. Six games Exactly <laughs> Really Six games Oh the
0: producer's actually Done something Sitting up there Like a dickhead Doing no, that. I mean you know, supporters what, Supporters
2: games? of the game Supporters of the game Just see one track mine And they just think Players are greedy Fuck man I was doing you a favour
0: Yeah Well I mean At the end of the day Neil
2: Hudgel That's his fucking name Yeah <laughs> What hello, a Neil. piece
0: of shit. Hello, Neil. Nice hey, to see Neil.
2: you, Neil. Nice work. You've probably fucked that club up.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know much about HKR, but oh, I know that... terrible,
2: terrible, terrible bloody... I do remember General saying manager to you... General manager or CEO. Shit like that pisses me off, man. I'm retiring. It's not the fuck I want.
0: I remember saying to you at the time, if you've got a choice to live in the south of France versus Hull, I know what I'd be yeah, saying. Yeah, what are you going to do? Anyway, hello to everyone in Hull. Uh, yeah, I right. love all
2: you Hull people. It's all
0: well, good. That, that concludes another... Series of, not a series, uh, I was going to say series and then the producer yelling at me. We're gonna. I was going to do all the live tweeting, relax. Uh, it concludes this episode. We're going to live tweet again because everybody loves our tweeting. We're so good at
2: it, Will. It's actually all right, isn't it? I think Maybe. so. I think we're quite good at it. Uh, what game are we going to tweet? All right, let's have a think. Well, I won't be in Windy or anything like that. I think we should do won't be saturday cuz it's your birthday. Oh yeah, jeez. We'll be uh, out. We'll be out. We're what out. about Storm and the Roosters? Perfect. Friday night? Friday
0: night. Oh no, I'm out Friday night. We'll talk about it. You know what we're going to do? We're going to put <laughs> We're going to put on the We're going to put somewhere. Tweet. We're tweeting about when we're going to tweet. This is good. This is my, the matrix. We will do the um,
2: Cowboys and Bulldogs. So,
0: <laughs> thank you. It's a good game. Thank you. Who put that on the Sunday game, honestly? Yuck. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Uh, We'll let you know. We'll let you know. Keep it posted. Rate, review, and subscribe. Someone else did another review thing. Said you're good. Well,
2: don't be like my mum and give us one star.
0: I look. I think that everyone who rates and reviews. uh, (laughs) Wrap it up. Okay. Bye. Oh Oh, shit!
2: shit.
0: Is Willie forgotten how big Willie actually is? Perhaps the presence of Willie had the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Oh, you got skill, son! The Uppercut right hands. hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you!
2: You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.